This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, Ad Symbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. Right here on Ad Symbol, my name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Olivieri. And we're your personal ad heroes. And today we have a pretty awesome show. We are going to be dissecting and understanding just what the hell is going on with all these professional sports teams going in a frenzy to change their team mascots. Gino, I know you've done a lot of research on this. I have, uh, actually. And you have uh, quite a bit of commentary uh, to uh, comment on, and we're going to get into all that in the A Block but before we do, there's some, been some big breaking news in the world of uh, film and entertainment. So to jump into that, let's hit the A block. Okay, so the big news um, that has uh, two big um, items that have recently broken uh, in the news world. Scarlett Johansson is um, suing Disney for, I guess, what would we call this? Would we call this... Uh, Garnished wages? Would we call this like uh, money that is owed to her? But um, she does, you know, breach of contract. Breach of contract, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, basically, what this stems from is, um, as you guys know, we made an entire episode, episode forty-six, on the big movie comeback. Forty-five. No. The, oh, was that forty? No, forty-five was the yeah, the big movie comeback. Oh, that was forty-five. That was forty. Oh, yeah, that thank was you. I'm yes, so sorry. I'm so I sorry. I remember because I put the graphics in and made it look like a comic book uh, number. Yes, <laughs> thank you. The big movie comeback, and so with the big movie comeback, the Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson was finally released in movie theaters. Now that movie theaters across the country are reopening again, the only little caveat there is that Disney simultaneously released the film on Disney Plus Prime which, as we discussed in that previous episode, is like an additional subscription that you can pay for within the subscription. Of It's it's almost like the Disney Plus subscription, if it had like a baby, it would be like another little subscription inside the subscription. But it costs more, and it's a one-time fee. <laughs> so it's a big baby. <laughs> it's a big baby. It's a big baby. <laughs> so if you pay this one-time fee, bonus subscription, baby subscription, you get access to the Black Widow, and you don't have to go pay f- to see it in the movie theaters. Well, the problem is... Apparently, her contract, the way she got paid on the film, was based on ticket sales. So you are now um, not paying her on a very large number of people who decided to watch it through Disney Plus Premium. Now, this makes total sense to me. She should be compensated for that. That should have been worked in. Um, I think the gray area, and Gino, correct me if I'm wrong, but this movie was possibly made close to four years ago now, five years ago now? Uh, 2018, but the contracts were signed in 2017. So this was long before anybody knew that there would be a pandemic, long before I think even Disney Plus was launched. 
if I'm not mistaken. I don't I don't know when Disney Plus originally came out, but I don't, I think yeah, Disney you might be right. Yeah. I think Disney Plus launched like in 2019. I want to say yeah. I possibly. mean Black Widow might have been made in 2019 as well, but either way, it was done way before the pandemic. And they didn't know that there would even be a situation whereby they could release the film or want to release release the film also on Disney Plus Premium. So that's going to be a fun one for the lawyers to kind of haggle out in court. I think at the end of the day, Disney will do right um, by their one of their major A-list celebrity stars of a massive MCU franchise film. Um, because, if frankly speaking, if they don't, um, not only will she walk away from ever wanting to do another um, another ep- another film of any kind, um, but you could you could see this having a very bad ripple effect on other actors um uh, as it as it be right now you know jungle cruise just came out with yes. starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson um it would be very interesting to know if his contract stipulated that he gets a portion of the Disney Plus premium sales because all the ads i've been seeing say go see jungle cruise in the movie theater or go watch it on Disney Plus premium right so again, this is going to be kind of a new thing that's going to be taking place where you, I guess, for the foreseeable future, even though I'm against this idea, you will be able to see the movie either in the theater or at home. I'm of the mindset of only show it in the theater, and I made that statement on our last episode. Um, I do not think it's a good idea that they, they simul- simultaneously release it on the, on the streaming networks, but hey, who am I to decide? Um, <laughs> what Do you have a hot take on any of this, Gino? Uh just real quick, I uh, yeah, it's a it's a very weird kind of situation, and I don't think it was intentional, uh, obviously because of what has happened with the world. Uh, however, the uh, fact that the matter is is that wait, there is a contract no matter what, uh, but <laughs> like I said earlier in the year, you know there are uh, ways that companies have now like kind of written the rules as they go along and it's almost like contracts don't mean anything anymore and someone who has been around for nine years or or no nine films in this marvel cinematic universe and all of a sudden is has potential to walk away with a black eye when uh someone who's like a or who is kevin feige who is the um uh executive producer of all the films and the and the and the mm. creative uh, or chief creative officer it, within Disney, uh, it's it's going to be a weird situation now where someone like him can sit down with actors and be like, "Hey, look, I know uh, what you want, and I'll I'll help make that happen." And the actors might be like, "Well, shoot." I know I can trust you, but can I trust the rest of the Disney heads? Wow, well said. Very well said. Well, um, as more details come out on this subject matter, we will be posting it and sharing it on our Facebook channel and as well as YouTube and other outlets where you can find the Ad Hero Podcast. So we just want to invite you, the listening audience, to jump in, chime in, let us know your two cents. Uh, do you think they should just, you know, give basically give her a blank check and say, fill in the number what you think we did us we we did you wrong on? Um, because we love you so much, and we 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 don't want any uh you know bad marks here for the Black Widow moving forward, or should Disney you know try to justify it and say, hey look you know you signed a contract, um it's not our fault that the pandemic hit and we had to do this and blah 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 you know should should they hold firm or should they should they give a little bit and 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 you know make her feel good? Let us know online. 
uh, what you think. We love your comments, and we will read them on air. So be sure to include your name and uh, give us a friendly shout while you're at it. But we got a packed show to jump into here with these controversial team names in pro sports. And so without further ado, Gino, I, th- I say we just dive right in and let's take it to the B Block. Okay, so this article is coming from ABC, and uh, it was just released last week. It said that it's called Not a Moment Too Soon. The Native American community welcomes Cleveland's uh, baseball team change name. So that was kind of a shock there. You know, j- just because the name, real quick, got changed from the Indians overnight into what's called the Guardians. Uh, the name change came, uh, it's supposed to take place in December, or was supposed to take place in December of 2020. Uh, the news was shared on the team's official Twitter account Friday morning in a video narrated by Tom Hanks, a longtime fan. Uh, the Guardians, uh, and it's named after the Guardians of Traffic, the city's iconic statues on Hope Memorial Bridge, and is set to take effect, like I said, the end of the season. Uh, the final decision was a product of interview of fans, community leaders, a survey of 40,000 fans, and team brainstorming sessions, which generated 1,198 name options that were windowed uh, or whittled down to 14 rounds of vetting uh, through Major League Baseball. And uh, the Guardian's name is a reflection on the traits, as this is coming from the actual team, uh, as Clevelanders take pride in the most fierce, loyal, unwavering support, and a resolve to stand side-by-side through thick and thin. Uh, Some contradicting notes I found through other articles was that uh, through, and this is just the kind of, not just with the Guardians, but this is with lots of the team names, for example, especially ones that are named after Native Americans. In 2016 and uh, in 2019, polls were done through the Washington Post, and it found out that 90% of Native Americans do not have a problem with teams named by Indians. Hmm. And or, or named of Indians. And uh, there also was a variety of theories about uh, sports fandom and almost emphasized the importance of such factors as team history and fan community when in regards to naming a team. Uh, teams and fans reluctant to drop or change mascots may be based on fears and how losing a f- uh, focal s- symbol with the community. So, Matthew, in regards to branding, what is the risk when a company is changing its logo and message to current customers? Okay, well, um, you know, there are certain subject matters out there that I have a very um, neutral kind of response mechanism uh, because I can clearly see and articulate both sides of the table. Um, I, I can see, you know, one person's point of view and I can see another person's, um, conflicting point of view and I can see crystal clear, you know, the argument for both. And so I'm kind of like neutral on it. This is not one of those topics. This topic to me, um, I stand very, very firm on with regards to these professional sports teams names. The only one that I can justifiably see, um, out of all of these that we have on our screen here that may be borderline offensive or apparently they they are very sh- sure that it was border uh, was offensive excuse me was the NFL Washington Redskins team name 
However, Gino, correct me if I'm wrong, you found some information that stated that that was actually named after a famous Native American general uh, named Redskin. Oh, that's right. It, uh, uh, Chief Redskin. Chief Redskin, excuse yeah. me, not general. And not only does or did the city like it, but also, again, that was one of the names that was brought up in the survey, and 90% of Native Americans love it. Okay. So it had nothing to do with skin color. All right. And now let's talk about this whole Cleveland Indians Guardians And thing. by the way, okay. it was also named, uh, or when the name came about, the owner at the time of the Redskins was the first Native American owner in the NFL. I wonder how many people the cancel cancel culture know that. They don't. They don't. <laughs> now, when I think of the Cleveland Indians, who are going to become the Cleveland Guardians, um, the name Indian, that's not a bad name. That is not a slang term. That is not a bad word. That is not anything. That is That is a name that that is an Indian. An Indian is an Indian. Like, I, there's, I don't see anything wrong with that whatsoever. Well, I, I saw a counter to that. And I agree with you, but I, it's kind of funny. I saw a counter to that. Let me know. Tell me. What and, you got? and the counter was like there was these hats made. This is all online. Uh, where someone put it, I was like, well, what if they had the New York Jews or the San Francisco Chinamen? And it's just like, well, I, I don't no, think that's, not that's the same. No, it's not the same. That is not the same. That's not a, that is not an accurate counter. Because well, first of all, Jews is an abbreviation for a Jewish person. There's nothing wrong with saying Jew. Right. People blow that out of proportion, like, oh, I can't say the word Jew. Yes, you can. It's just <laughs> short for Jewish. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Now, Chinaman, that is a that is a slang term for a Chinese right. person. That is a racist slang term. So you are whoever wrote that article that you found is completely inaccurate. That is not an apples to apples comparison at all. Indian is a formally, in the dictionary, a name assigned to a Native American. That is not, as far as I understand, that's not even a slang term. That is just like what, you know, that's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's just like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's like saying the Celtics or the Vikings. <laughs> right. Now, if you want to point at the logo of the little guy that they created, Chief Wahoo, okay, who's like this cartoon-looking Indian with red skin and a feather in his cap and stuff like that. If you want to point at that and go, well, that that kind of looks racist because, you know, he's got red skin and, you know, fine. You could make your argument for that if you want to. But you don't have to change, in my opinion, and I stand firm on this, if you're going to force the Indians to change their name, then you need to force the Notre Dame fighting Irish because that's implying that all Irish people fight. <laughs> right? Yeah. You got to change the Chicago Blackhawks. You got to change the Florida State Seminoles. You got to change the Atlanta Braves, and the list and the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you get, get rid of all of these names, then, right? And, and one that would uh, dear to us, well, in a in a in a different sense, the Anaheim Angels. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. To Gino's point, anything that is in that realm is grounds for. A switch. Now, back to your original question here, right? Okay. In regards to branding, where this is relevant to you if you own a business, um, maybe you're just interested in this topic. We hope that's the case. But we previously had Andrea Henley guest host an episode with Lee Rafkin, who's a branding marketing expert, and he made it very clear in that episode 
that Aunt Jemima and all these different things, like, yeah, they they hold uh, a very special place in people's heart. Like, for some people, like, Aunt Jemima takes them back to when they were a kid and, like, their parents made them pancakes on Saturday morning and, like, they were sitting around the table having family talk and, hey, pa- pass me the Aunt Jemima. Let me put some syrup on my pancakes. So so it's, like, a harmless, like, fond memory, and now you're taking that away from me, Right. So people get really, really aggressive and upset over these name changes. Now, I do understand that there's a that there is a in 2021 there's a cultural sensitivity to some of these things. I I don't have an issue with that, right? And my how I would how I would equate that to you, um, Gino, is if you look back, you know, in the in the early 1900s, let's say, I'm sure there were slang terms and names given to things in the early 1900s. That in like maybe like in the 1930s or 40s, they decided, uh, now we need to be more culturally correct. Let's get rid of that term. Let's get rid of this thing. Now, fast forward to 2021, you and I are, don't even know what that term was in the 1900s mm. because they got rid of it like in the 1930s or 40s or 50s. Does that make sense? Right. So, so as humans, as we evolve over time, I'm okay with people pausing and evaluating and saying, you know what? Okay, that that thing had its run for 50 years. Let's let's go ahead and change it now to something else. And three or four generations into the future, they're not even going to know or care about the name the Washington Redskins. Uh, they're not even going to know and care about the name the Cleveland Indians. They're going to know them as the Cleveland Guardians, mm-hmm. theoretically, right? Right. So... My, 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 my point here is I think people sometimes blow these decisions way out of proportion. Like, yeah, do I personally think right now today that it's like a pointless name change? I do. Do I, do I feel they're entitled to still be called the Cleveland Indians? I do. Do I have a problem with the name Cleveland Indian? I do not. Ver- Let me be very clear on that, okay? 50 years from now, 100 years from now, do I think anyone's going to give a shit that they used to be called the Cleveland Indians? I don't. I don't think anyone's gonna care, and it's gonna all. It, it'll be like, oh, cool. They used to be called Indians. Oh, so what? Now they're called the Guardians. You know, it's just like, like people need to put these things into a bigger perspective of like life and and what matters and what does not matter, right? And so I think it matters now. It's relevant now because you have a lot of fans who grew up with the name Cleveland Indians, um, or they grew up with the name the Washington Redskins. And so it's like a shock that they don't get to call them that anymore. They don't get to wear the little Chief Wahoo guy on their hat anymore. I mean, I guess you still could, but that's not going to be their logo anymore. Um, But that's the risk. Your question is, what is the risk when a company changes its logo and messages to its current customers? So if we look at these professional sports franchises, they have massive followings all over the world. They have season ticket holders. You know, they have some people that are, oh, I'm never going to come back to a game. If you look at the Washington Redskins, they were not even like the like the government of the city of Washington D.C. Or I guess it's technically called a um, it's not a city. It's a uh, like it's not a city. I no, thought, it is I, I not. thought it was a city. They just no, but they're not a state. No, no, no. it's a district. It's a right. district of Columbia. It's its own little entity. Right. It's like kind of like Vatican City. Right. It's not. It's it's not part of Vir- it's not part of Virginia or anything. It's no, its, it's own little thing. That's right. But they have a local government. And they would not approve the Washington team getting a new stadium 
unless they change the name. Mm. Also, their major sponsors, it always comes back to money. Their yep. major sponsors, FedEx, is like a part owner of the team. They were going to pull their funding or not give them more funding unless they change the name. So it's a money thing. So Well, of course it is. Of course it is. All these things are money things. Okay. They they held out for a long they time. They did hold too. out for a long time, but then the pressure got too big. Right, last and, summer. And they decided whether whether they want to admit this or not, they decided to change it. What I mean is they decided uh whether they want to admit that they caved to the pressure. I think they caved to the pressure. That's my like own personal belief. Time. Okay. Time. Because if that pressure wasn't there, they would have still been called the Washington Redskins. Right. Now, I think the Cleveland Indians, they are voluntarily changing their name. Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. They have come out guns blazing and saying, we no longer feel like we want to be called this name because we feel it's not the right name to have anymore. Even though, again, in my opinion, it's not a bad name, That the team has decided to do this. You know, real quick, uh, with all these changes or potential changes to the uh, Native American slash Indian mascots. It's, you know, one could take it a, a step further and be like, well, shoot, like, you know, back in the day before any of us were born, you know, the, the, uh, a lot of Indians were wiped out and now they're wiping out the mascots. It's like, well, what, what other things can we do to honor like the indigenous people of this country? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, um, I, I see that argument, and I agree with that in part. Like, in, in many ways, this does kind of honor them to a degree. Like, it shows them in as prideful. It shows them as warriors. It shows them as, as um, um, you know, all those various different things, right? So I like it for that purpose, okay? Um, if you just want to completely cancel and eliminate you know, all traces of Native Americanism in the United States, like, okay, you could do that, but then how, how are future generations ever going to know about them, right? Yeah. Certainly not to say that, like, sports team names are the only way that they'll know about them, but it does keep them relevant every time it totally gets Totally does. Up. Okay, so um, you're going to upset some fans to answer your question. You're going to upset some people, but I think in the long term, these guys have enough money, they can overcome that, they can put out new sweatshirts and hats. If the team starts winning, it'll attract new fans. And I don't think in the long run it's really going to hurt them. Mm. That's my final answer. Uh, I, I got some uh, little things to throw at you. All uh, right. I, Hit I, me I, with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, and these might be near and dear to you, actually, or at least a few of them will. Uh, according to popculture.com, the Golden State Warriors adopted uh, or I'm sorry, had a logo featuring the Golden Gate Bridge, or what they do now, when the, when the team moved to San Francisco. This was the latest in a long line of changes and marked a vast departure of the controversial original designs from the Philadelphia days. The team founded in 1946 as the Philadelphia Warriors and remained so until 1962. During that era, the NBA team used a caricature of a Native American D uh, dabbling a uh, basketball or dribbling a basketball uh, for the logo. The Warriors then transitioned to a headdress logo from the 1962 to 1969 seasons before switching to a California-centric design. There you go. Interesting stuff. There you go. Also, the Stanford Cardinal used to be called the Stanford Warriors. They got rid of that. Another one I was going to mention. Back too. in the 40s or 50s or something like that. So again, you know, people, it's not like the first time that people have gotten rid of like 
you know, an association with the Native American, you know, uh, uh, group, okay? I just think in the grand scheme of things, it's it. People want to make a big deal about it, like in the in the immediate moment when it happens, but long term, they get over it. That's my 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 final thought on that. <laughs> All right, what else you got? All right, well, here we're gonna pause real quick to pay the bills, and we'll be right back after this. Sounds good. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to OpenDisplay.com for a free account to get started. All right. Well, Matthew, uh, you know, we talked about rebranding and uh, in this case, uh, you know, rebranding kind of overnight, if you will, for iconic American sports franchises. Uh, do you want to expand upon your final thought with rebranding uh, or teams like and or just companies in general rebranding themselves or as a product uh, and how careful they should be about going and doing this task? If you're a small business owner and you are considering rebranding your company or a product that you sell, learn from the Cleveland Indians the process that they undertook to come up with their new team name. Uh, can you can you reread how many fans that they did they interview how re, go yeah. re restate it was over 40,000 right but re restate what you said earlier like you had a whole thing where you read off like what they did to determine the team name. Yeah, it uh it said here uh the final decision was a product of interviews with fans, community leaders, a survey of 40,000 fans and team brainstorming sessions which generated 1,198 name options. So a lot of market research, I think. A lot of market research, almost 1,200 different names. Guardians was one of 1,200 different names. I thought it was based on the movie, to be honest. (laughs) And then they widowed it down, and they eventually settled on Guardians. Right. Okay? So that is an amazing amount of market research to come up with a new name that they felt would more symbolize not only the area of Cleveland, but like the team and projecting forward for, you know, foreseeably the next however hundred years or 200 years that they keep that name. Okay. So in your universe, if you're a small business owner, do you have that resources available to do that extensive work? Probably not, but you can certainly survey current customers and other, you know, team members and other um, constituents in your company, maybe your board of directors, maybe take a, an online survey um, where you compensate people um, with Starbucks gift cards or whatever to take a quick little survey like, hey, we're thinking about rebranding this product or our company name because, you know, we're concerned that it's, you know, it's it's not being inclusive of somebody or something like that, or it's, you know, we're not sure about it, so we might want to rebrand it. What do you guys think? You know, just do little efforts like that. But again, the key takeaway is the market research. Market research, market research. Get a consensus over what this new name needs to be so that when you roll it out, you can roll it out with the utmost confidence that people have already been kind of preparing for that shock, if you will. Um, oh my gosh, this product used to be called this, now it's that. Or, oh yeah, the company formerly known as X is now going to be called this. And I will commend them for doing that, actually. 
they will commend you for doing that. And you might even get some new customers out of it. You might get some people really applauding you taking that direct to consumer approach to find out. So those are my, uh, those are my big final thoughts on this. If, 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 uh, you're, you are interested in this topic of discussion with professional sport team names, whether you're in for it or against it, leave us a comment, drop us a, a voicemail on our anchor website. We'll, we'll play it on air. Um, we'll read your comment. We'll respond to you. Um, but, yeah, it's a big deal, and I'm glad we covered it in today's show. There you go. Uh, follow us online at social media at AdSymbol. On our YouTube page, give us a like, a subscribe, and hit that notification bell to be notified about all future. Hold on, notification bell. <laughs> and as always, don't forget to leave a comment or question below and let us know your thoughts. For inquiries and more information about outdoor advertising, visit our site, adsymbol.com. Find the Ad Hero Podcast on all major podcast platforms. Thank you for tuning in to the Ad Hero Podcast. We're going to leave you with a memor- uh, memorandum or a, you know what, I, <laughs> butchering this name so much. It kind of look back on the mascots that have passed away in uh, the last few years. Oh, that'll be on our YouTube episode. Okay, that's correct. That's right, correct. So cool. if you so go on YouTube, YouTube yes. yeah, you'll be able to see that. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Livieri. Memoriam, by the way. Memoriam was the word I was looking for. <laughs> We're out. Sign it out.